0: Our readings from Isaiah um, chapter 43, verses 1 to 3. And then we'll move on to Isaiah 55. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And moving on to Isaiah 55, starting at verse 1. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen, that you may live. I will make you an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will not summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you, because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while you may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to your God, for he will freely pardon
1: Folks, I don't know about you, but see when it comes to cap and when you hear all that stuff tonight, probably it leaves you absolutely exhausted. You knock on a door, you go into a home, and it's not just money, it's depression, it's family issues, it's all sorts of different things. We watched this lady on the on the video, the only way out she thought was suicide. It would be better if I wasn't here, she thought. Exhausting. And that's one story, and if we knocked on every door in this town tonight, probably that story would be repeated time and time again that's the work of the church that's the work of cap and tonight as we will be going to our bed shortly if Winston had kept the time you'd have been going to bed in 10 minutes I don't know when you're getting into bed tonight but as you climb into your bed maybe you're glad to do it because you are utterly done out every day you meet problems and difficulties and every day it seems that this time and this world is getting darker and darker and darker and what can we do even cap have had to take a pause they've taken a breath they've stepped back and have said going to take a wee bit of time to, to catch our breath get ourselves gathered again because this is just too much government pressure on their shoulders pressure of the work constant phone calls constant knock on the door what do we do we're multiple churches here tonight we've gathered as one this evening to praise god and as churches we ask well what can we do We all do a wee bit in the town, we all try our best in the town, but we know that it is incredibly difficult and we know that the little bit we do is not meeting the needs. What do we do? Well, friends, I'm glad to tell you tonight that I am not a man with all the answers. I don't have all the wisdom, but I know the particular answer to these questions and that answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. We have sung tonight about him. We have sung to his praise. Many of you will believe in him and trust in him. What do we do? We do our best to present Christ to this time. We do our best to present Christ in every home and every dark situation. And even though we are not experts in mental health, and some of us aren't experts in adding two and two to make four, and solving people's financial difficulties, I know the answer to every issue is Christ. And I'm confident of that. I'm confident that he is the one, as we have read, who breaks the chains, who solves the issues who sets the captives free i know it you know what i hope and i am confident in jesus tonight i do not want you to go to bed feeling overwhelmed believing that we as the church are are ever more being pushed back friends that is not the reality we tonight are men and women of christ and we tonight have the answer to present into every home that we enter as cap or every relationship we're involved in as regular christian people I believe that because God's word tells us that. In Mark's gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ meets someone who, who quite frankly, if you met him tomorrow, you would be presented with a list of difficulties, a length of your arm, and you would be asking that question, what do I do? The Bible tells us he was a man who lived among the tombs. In Mark chapter 5, we read that. We read that he was a man with an unclean spirit. We read that no one could bind him because of this supernatural strength these demons had given him they chained them up, the people of this area. They'd tied them with shackles, but he would wrench them apart. He would break them in pieces, and no one had any strength to subdue him. What do you do? Church of Jesus Christ, in such an instance, what do you do? Well, maybe you send him away to the tombs, because night and day we read in Mark's Gospel. That's exactly what happened. This man lived among the tombs, and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. What do you do? What do you do when you meet someone like this? What do you do when you knock on a door and it's suicide? What do you do when you knock on a door and it's financial poverty? What do you do when you knock on a door and a husband has beat seven bells out of his wife and he's done it for the past 20 years? What do you do when your children are far away? What do you do when we meet the darkness and we meet the issues and we meet the men and women who still to this very day are in chains? What do we do? brothers and sisters we show them jesus that is what we do see the lord jesus christ the son of god meets this man called legion and he looks him in the eye and he does not shrink back jesus was seen from afar by this man and this man runs to jesus and falls before him and cries out with a loud voice and says what have you to do with me jesus son of the most high god i adjure you by god do not torment me For Jesus was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Here is this man with all these difficulties. Here is this man who is possessed by demons, these fallen angels on the side of of Satan. Here is this man with all the problems of the day, and yet before Jesus, he falls on his knees. Before Jesus, he begs Jesus not to torment him. Before Jesus, everything changes. And it is often what i believe in this world that is the church of jesus christ we often come up with wonderful solutions and, and brilliant ideas but often they do not involve jesus my brothers and sisters if we have anything to present this world it is christ and him crucified it is christ and him raised from the dead this is our answer this is our answer to all the problems of the day what is it the church is called to do to plant our feet and to cry out christ that is what we do and here is this man with all these problems, supernatural, spiritual, physical, all these difficulties, the length of your arm, a, a man who send away to the tombs because none of us can help him. And what happens? He falls before Jesus because he knows who it is he has met. This Jesus is not a, a paper tiger. He is not someone who promises one minute and, and gives away the next. He is not someone who might be called Boris or Johnston. He is none of those things. He is the son of the living God. He is fully God and fully man without sin. And he is the one who stands before this demon-possessed, pathetic individual living among the tombs. Literally the stench of death is wreaking off this man called Legion. And Jesus says, what is your name? And at this you and I might quake. The man replies, my name is Legion, for we are many a famous phrase in the bible we know it don't we we've heard this story before my name is legion for we are many here is one Jesus standing before one man but this one man tells Jesus my name is legion pointing to the fact that it could be up to about 6,000 demons who are tormenting him there are up to 6,000 in a roman legion hence the name my name is legion for we are many I would imagine that few of us or none of us have ever met such a man. But when Dr. Shaw or someone else goes into a home and meets an individual, their problems are legion. Their difficulties are legion. It is rarely just finance. It is all these other things that we've heard from Tina and from Sandra and from Winston and all these other folk who are involved on a weekly basis with men and women who are struggling. Their difficulties are legion. And in the face of such problems, we shrink. In the face of such difficulties, perhaps we throw our hands up and we say, there's nothing I can do, I can't help, I'll just go home now. But what does Jesus do? He doesn't shrink. He doesn't quake. He does not fear. This is not a fair fight, but not in the way that many people would look at it. Many would look at it and think, well, here's this man given supernatural strength, tormented by Satan and his demons day after day. His name is Legion, upwards of perhaps 6,000 demons in this man. It's not a fair fight. Jesus better watch himself, but actually it's the other way around. It's not a fair fight because Legion meets Christ. Legion meets the Son of God. Legion meets the one who is able to do all things. It isn't a fair fight on the side of Legion. He has met christ and there's only ever going to be one winner in such a fight like this what do we do my brothers and sisters when the problems are legion what do we do when the darkness is legion what do we do when it seems the church is weak and satan is on the front foot what do we do we stand in the power of the risen lord jesus christ that is what we do my name is legion for we are many. But this man knows that he is beaten. The demons beg Jesus not to send them out of the country. And they see a great herd of pigs on the hillside. And, and so they beg Jesus. Do you see the language? This isn't fair. This isn't a, a battle. This isn't something that's in doubt. They beg Jesus. Send us into the pigs. Let us enter them. And so Jesus gives them permission. I love the beauty of this passage, the the simple beauty of this passage. They do the talking, they do the begging, and, and Jesus nods his head. He gives permission, that's okay. Off you go, demons. Off you go, enemies. And so these demons, upwards of about 6,000, come out and they enter the pigs and the whole herd, which numbers about 2,000, rushes down the steep bank and into the sea and drown. And some of you might say, oh, Scott, that's not fair. Look at those poor pigs, they're all dead. Come and tell me that tomorrow morning when you're shoving bacon into your face at Dobies. See, this is not an issue about the pigs. This is an issue of what Christ has done. He has cast out these demons. He has solved these problems that are legion, these issues that are beyond you and me and think we can never do anything about this. This man cannot be helped. This problem cannot be fixed. At a word, at a nod even. Everything's different. And that is the beauty of the gospel because as we go through this passage, we meet the man and he is born again. He is utterly new. No more is he living among the tombs. No more is he in chains, cutting himself, screaming out on the mountains, tormented by Satan and his fellow fallen angels, these legion of demons who have entered into him. No more. But the scriptures tell us that this man who had been possessed with demons begged Jesus that he might be able to go with him. But Jesus tells him, no, you're staying here. Go home to your friends. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And the man goes away and begins to proclaim in the area that he lives how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Folks, that's the gospel. That's what happened. And friends, tonight it isn't to say that when Ali or Winston or someone knocks on your door, they take all your debt away and suddenly all your debt's paid and in the morning everything's wonderful. We know that that is not the case these folk up here have told us it's a it's a process it starts at one point and it goes to a point years down the line before they are debt free we know that the christian faith does not magically make everything okay overnight you might wake up and your husband's still a goat you might wake up and your back's still sore you might wake up and the kids are still wanting nothing to do with you we know that that is the case dramatic change comes when you meet with Jesus. A dramatic and supernatural, wonderful, glorious change comes when you meet with Jesus. This man, Legion, goes home, fully clothed, in right mind, and suddenly the problems that he faces aren't Legion, and suddenly his loved ones aren't sending him away to live in a graveyard, and they're not reaching for the chains. Suddenly they're listening to this man proclaiming how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marvels. Friends, I suspect if I did not believe this about Christ, then, then we should just go home. If it's just us against the darkness, us against the difficulties, us against the problems, then let's pack it up, because not one of us in our own strength could do a damn thing about the evil out there. And you knock on the doors in this town, and you talk to people in this town, and you will realize the grip that the devil has in this town. You hear it. Big drug problem in Ballinahinch. And it breaks our heart when we hear about the suicide in Ballinahinch and beyond. And it breaks our heart, doesn't it, when we hear families ripped apart by the divorce and adultery in this town. And it breaks our heart when, when Winston and others get up here and tell us about men and women who are driven to suicide because of the letters coming in the post and the knock at the door and saying, you owe us, it's time to pay up. If it was us against that, then go to bed tonight, folks, and lock your door and hope that evil just passes you by. But thanks be to God, because it is not us on our own against that. Tonight we are with Christ. Tonight, through faith we are on the same team as this Jesus who stood in that foreign land and told Legion, it's time to finish this. It's time to go. And friends, that is why in CAP and in the church and in our lives every single day we we perhaps don't have all the answers and we can't go into a, a home that is broken tomorrow and fix it with a smile and a little pat on the head, but what we can do Is share Christ. That's it. That's what we've got. And you know what? That makes all the difference. When Christ is received, maybe Caps still need to help you out of your debt. And maybe there still need to be an expert to help you deal with those issues mentally that you're struggling with. And maybe the doctor is the one who will help you with your physical ailments. We heard it all from Tina, but... But as Christ is received, there's a dramatic change in your life. The chains are gone. Christ comes and sets you free. And Christ comes and declares you, in the eyes of God, to be debt-free. Friends, that is what we offer as the church of Jesus Christ. That's why I urge you tonight to not shrink back in the face of the darkness. We spoke this morning about how things were dark in this land and getting darker, but my friends, do not shrink back. Do not weep tomorrow when we make awful decisions in this land. Do not fret when everything seems to be going wrong and and the church isn't what she used to be. Do not fall away. Instead, remember that we are on the side of Christ. Not the wrong side of history as our enemies like to tell us, but we are on the side of Christ. And he is our song. He is our message. He is our hope. He is our savior. His name is Jesus. And tonight we rejoice in him. Folks, that's what we do. That's what we do. And so let me wrap up. I think shorter, Winston, than the 20 you give me, but let us wrap up by encouraging you tonight to come to Jesus. I suspect you're not sitting screaming because you have a legion of demons tormenting you. I suspect, as I've said to you, that if you make this decision tonight, then you won't wake up tomorrow morning with the bank manager no longer wanting to speak to you. But my friends, tonight, if you do not know Christ, if you go out into the darkness and you face it on your own and you will try your best to stand up under the weight of it and you surely will fall. But tonight, make no mistake that Satan is in the darkness and he would have your soul and there is no trick or no treat in him at this time of the year or any other time of the year. He wants you in the pits of hell alongside him. So what do you do? Believe in the Lord Jesus. That's what you need to do trust in christ that's what you need to do and it is my hope tonight that as we wrap up our cap service and enjoy a few buns together you will go home this evening like this man proclaiming all around balna hinch and beyond how much jesus tonight has done for you sins forgiven a conscience cleansed a hope given to you of eternal life that's what jesus has done If you will but believe. Friends, we thank God for Cap and we thank God for his word.